our beloved chiropractic profession faces challenges like never before. These challenges come from not only outside the profession, but also from within. Hi, I'm Dr. Bobby Braille, and I've had the opportunity to see this profession as a practitioner, a teacher, an administrator, and a politician. In my over 40 years in chiropractic, I've just about seen it all. Join me on Cairo Rants for an honest and no-holds-barred discussion about all aspects of chiropractic practice, politics, education, and philosophy. We'll talk about subjects that most only want to whisper about, and we'll interview the leaders in our profession to get some straight-up answers. If you're looking for a politically correct chiropractic discussion, this is not the place. Welcome to Cairo Rants. Hi, I'm Dr. Bobby Braille. You know, in this inaugural issue of uh, Cairo Rant, I thought I might give you some insight uh, about the program and about me. Uh, so let me start off by telling you a little bit about what this is not. This program, this podcast is not a practice management or a practice building podcast. We're not about teaching you how to build your practice. You may get some insights into that from some of the speakers that we have and some of the programs that we do. But that's not the purpose. I'm not a practice management guy. Uh, we're not into pr promotion of products or people or things. Uh, again, there may be people who do that, who will be on the show here, who do things that are, are good for you. But I'm not here to do that and promote for them. And this is also not a dogmatic philosophical diatribe podcast. Uh, I do have my uh, th thought processes and my philosophical pinnings, but. Uh, I'm not here to uh, preach or rant all over you. I'm going to rant, but not push my thoughts on you. I'm going to try to make it so that you can see things in a different light. This podcast, however, will cover some subjects, such as chiropractic education. Uh, we're going to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly on that sense. Uh, there's a lot of things about chiropractic education that we need to be discussing. We'll probably have several podcasts on it and bring in some speakers on chiropractic education, both from an administrative, teaching, and a student standpoint. We'll also have some discussions on chiropractic practice from a standpoint of there's an argument in the past about volume versus quality of practice, you know, uh, and that's, we'll probably have a, a podcast or two on that one. I know one of our upcoming speakers is going to talk to that directly, but we'll be dealing with the myths and facts about the ideas of a volume practice versus a quality practice. I've had that discussion for many years. We'll have some discussions on science and, uh, versus principle. As a narrative that I've always thought was a false narrative, you got to either be scientific or philosophical. I, I always found that to be a false narrative, and I don't think there's a choice between the two. I think you can do both. But we'll have some full discussions on that and some full podcasts. Politics, yeah, we're going to have some discussions on politics. Um, obviously, uh, my history, as we'll talk about in a little bit, is large in chiropractic politics, so we're going to have some discussions about that. Some of the organizations, ICA, ACA, IFCO, the state associations, we'll have some discussions on that. Uh, we'll have some discussions, a podcast on chiropractic history. The history, you know, I, I speak with students a lot and I'm amazed how they don't know who the leaders in our profession were or the history of our profession. So we're going to have some discussions and some interviews on that. We will have discussions on the business of chiropractic practice. And from that standpoint, I'm talking about insurance versus cash, do you associate, go solo. We'll have discussions on that, setting up a practice. Um, we just completed a program on that. 
but we're going to have some podcasts on those areas too. We will have some pointed discussions on state boards. Uh, and over the years, the professional birth control attempt by many state boards and the overregulation or maybe even the underregulation. We'll bring on some people, and if we can, bring on some state board people to have those discussions. We will have some discussions with and about the leadership in our profession, uh, both past and present. Uh, there's an awful lot to discuss there. There's an awful lot of good leaders out there, and there's a lot that have been, you know, have passed, and uh, we need to be discussing them and their legacies. And we will have some critiques on chiropractic adjusting techniques and chiropractic techniques in general. I have some opinions on that. I'll be sharing them with you, and we'll bring in some people and speak to some people who uh, have certain types of specific techniques and, and ask hard questions about some of those. I know there's a big variety in chiropractic on how to get the job done, and we'll have some discussions on that. But I also want to today spend a few minutes telling me a little bit about who I am. Uh, since you're listening to this podcast and hopefully to the ones in the future, it's a little, it's important that you know who you're listening to. Um, not just somebody put a microphone in front of themselves, decided I'm going to spout off for a while. I have a history, my history. I got into chiropractic back in the seventies and I got in for all the right reasons. No, honestly, I got in for the money. I had no idea what chiropractic was. I had never had a chiropractic adjustment in my life. I basically had a New York uncle who was a chiropractor. A New York uncle, for those who may not be familiar, is somebody who you think is your uncle. You know, you always called him Uncle Howie and uh, for all these years. And then you're 13 years old, you find out you're not really related and you cry, okay? But that's a New York uncle. But he was a chiropractor. Now, I didn't know anything about his practice other than he was well-to-do, did really well, and he drove a red Eldorado convertible Cadillac. And man, did I want one of those. So when it came time to deciding what I wanted to do in life and the choices were go into bartending and nightclubbing, which was my parents' business, it was lucrative, it was fun, a little bit damaging on a personal level, uh, or go into chiropractic. And that looked like a little more sane way to go. And so I went to him and asked him and basically decided to go to chiropractic because I heard you could make enough money being a chiropractor and I wanted that red Eldorado convertible Cadillac which, um, fast forward, I never did purchase one of those. Uh, I graduated in 1978 from New York Chiropractic College at the ripe old age of 22 years old. I was one of the youngest to graduate from my class. Back then, you didn't need a four-year degree. You needed two years of certain amount of credits in classes, which I crammed in in about a year and a half before I got into chiropractic school. And I thought it was a big deal that I got into chiropractic school. You know, I had applied at the time the school was called Columbia Institute of Chiropractic. And uh, I got my acceptance letter and ran around town showing it to everybody that I've been accepted to Columbia Institute of Chiropractic. Um, but I got in. I graduated. I was 22 years old. The day after graduation, I packed everything up and moved to Florida to follow my parents because in my last year of chiropractic school, they abandoned me and ran away to retire down in Florida. So I moved down the day after my graduation. Uh, not long after moving down to Florida, just a couple of months and getting my license in Florida as, as at that time, the youngest practicing chiropractor in the state, I opened uh, my first office in a town called Rockledge, Florida. I had no idea where that was. An x-ray guy, a guy wanted to sell me some x-ray machines. Um, 
basically called me up and said, there's an office in Rockledge, Florida. I said, great, where's that? It turned out to be a cardiologist office. That was uh, wonderful. Uh, fit perfectly. I thought it was going to be too expensive, too big. It turned out it was 500 a month for 1,800 square feet. Boom, signed. And moved into a town I'd never heard of, didn't know anybody. And in fact, because it was in Rockledge, Florida, it was deeply Southern. And I spoke Northern. So I had to spend a lot of time trying to lose my Queen's accent, uh, which I'm fairly successful at. Not completely. You can tell from the sound of my voice. But uh, I've worked at it over the years. So I opened up on December 1st, 1978 at the age of just having turned 23 years old. I was the youngest practicing DC in the state at the time. And, uh, you know, people say don't open at Christmas time, but we did. We did some advertising, went out and spread the message, and our practice grew. Christmas week, between Christmas and New Year's, we had 17 new patients. So uh, we were very blessed to be successful right from the get-go and to have a lot, see a lot of people. Five years into that practice, I uh, actually four years, I bought a piece of property and built a clinic that we opened up after my fifth year in practice, uh, Braille Chiropractic Life Clinic, uh, right there, a 4,700-square-foot building. So, you know, at the age of 28 at that point, I had my own property, my own building, and a very successful practice. I was one of the youngest, you know, whatever's in the, in the time. And I attribute my enthusiasm to having gone to, as a student, a DE meeting years ago and having heard and listened to Sid Williams. And we'll have some discussions on that. I know people have opinions on that. Don't jump on me right away for that until you hear my story at some later date. But that's where, for me, the worm turned and I really got excited about chiropractic. And after that, went and got my first adjustment while I was in school. Because remember, I had not been adjusted having gone to chiropractic school. I felt very guilty about that. But... Uh, you know, I decided to, after that, I was excited about chiropractic and I had a purpose in life other than just building a business and making money. Uh, my past, uh, I got politically involved once I was in practice, almost by mistake, and we'll have some discussions on that. But I uh, became the representative assembly person from the state of Florida. I got involved in the Florida Chiropractic Society. During my ascension of chairs and things in the ICA, I eventually in uh, uh, 1995, became the president of the international, the 11th president of the International Chiropractors Association, of which I served uh, my two terms, and that uh, was a wonderful event. I also uh, was in the leadership uh, while I was in Florida, because I moved in 95 to Georgia. I was in the leadership of the Florida Chiropractic Society, being on their board vice president. When I came to Georgia, I became, as I mentioned, ICA president. I uh, was involved in that, traveled all over the country, all over the world, speaking on chiropractic. It was a wonderful experience. We'll probably have some discussions on that and on the ICA, and I'll bring in some leadership in the future. Later on, uh, after I thought I was out of politics, I got asked to come in and start to work on the GCC and became president of the Georgia Council of Chiropractic. And uh, we helped grow that organization. It's doing wonderfully now, and it's become a leader among state organizations. So my move to Georgia, and that's interesting, just to give you a little sense on that. In 1995, uh, my wife and I, I had married my beautiful wife, and we had moved to Georgia. Now, why, I, you know, we didn't have any children at that time. We decided innately, I, and I had a big practice going, a house on the ocean, had all the toys, and just innate said, time to move. And uh, it's hard to explain. At the time, I wasn't sure why. Later on, it became clear to me why. 
But, uh, you know, so we moved to Georgia, bought a ranch, <laughs> you know, just say, hey, bought the farm. Yeah, literally bought the farm and uh, started uh, teaching it life, I opened a practice shortly after that and opened another business, uh, the Now You Know business. We'll talk about that in the future. And, uh, you know, when I look back in retrospect as to what was the plan, and it wasn't necessarily my plan, uh, I consider it God's plan, but what was the plan why I would move to Georgia? Well, I wound up, my wife and I wound up adopting two beautiful young girls, and I now have four wonderful grandchildren. So that would not have been possible had I had stayed in Florida. I didn't know it at the time, but in retrospect, that was the reasoning. Plus, a lot of other wonderful things have happened to me. Uh, I opened a practice uh, about 10 years ago, uh, another practice in Marietta, uh, of which I was a solo practitioner and have been ever since then. I practiced there for a number of years, and just recently here, six months ago, we moved our facility over here to a new facility uh, in Marietta, much bigger, much more comfortable. This may well be the last practice I open or reopen anyway, uh, but uh, we're here. I am presently 64 years old, and I've got a five-year lease on this one. It's a wonderful place, and I enjoy practicing. We're having a lot of fun. We're growing a practice, and I love telling the message. In fact, tonight, I get to do a doctor's report to a room full of people and spread the message of chiropractic, and we'll speak about doctor's reports sometime in the future. A little more history about myself and some of my experiences. I, I've had the, the privilege or the blessing of, of knowing most of the leaders in our profession over the years, both personally and politically and professionally. Uh, I can tell you I did not know B.J., uh, never met B.J. Palmer. I did go to his house uh, in, in Sarasota when uh, Sid Williams and Life College acquired the house, and I actually... Uh, asked which bed did he used to sleep in, and I slept in that bed to make sure if there were any innate floating around, I'd soak it up. But in any event, it's a different story. I never met BJ. I never met Clarence Gonstead. I wish I would have. I have friends of mine who know him and knew, I mean, knew him and uh, actually did a little time with him and interning. We'll be interviewing one of my, those friends in the near future. But I did know a lot of our leaders. Um, one of my dear friends over the years was Dr. Fred Barge, the Shakespearean actor caught in a chiropractor's body with the most melodious tones when he spoke, a wonderful speaker. Um, he used to teach at Life University as a traveling professor. He spoke all over the country, wrote numerous books of which I have all copies of. A dear, dear friend of, of mine, uh, him and his wife, Audrey, were good friends of myself and my wife. We used to get together at all the ICA events. Uh, and in other places, and we often dined together. Uh, another gentleman who I knew briefly, uh, he was much older, was Clay Thompson. I did learn my Thompson technique from Clay Thompson. You know, I had the privilege of learning and hearing him speak a number of times. Uh, it, it wasn't like we were close friends, but he knew who I was, and I obviously at that time everybody knew who Clay Thompson was. Vern Pierce I knew. He was an interesting character. He was an interesting man, strong, obviously a technique guy. I had the privilege of spending a week at his clinic, going in and getting perfected in his technique in the middle of the winter, which was up in Pennsylvania, so it was, you know, it was cold. I knew Glenn Stillwagon, who him and Pierce were together for a while. It was Pierce Stillwagon, and then they went their separate ways. But I knew Glenn Stillwagon. He used to come down to life a lot, and he was uh, using his Visitherm machine. And so I had the privilege of knowing Glenn and having long conversations with him. Uh, a dear friend of mine uh, from, from Florida, he was originally Michigan, Ian Grossom. 
was a friend of mine. We used to have a lot of discussions on politics as well as different things in Florida. I miss him dearly. Another gentleman that I knew fairly well and we used to have a lot of discussions on was Larry Webster. Yes, Larry Webster, the father of Webster technique. You know, today there's a lot of people out there, you know, learning and getting certified in Webster technique. Well, I learned Larry Webster technique from Larry Webster. And at the time, there was no certification. It was just him teaching it. Uh, so uh, that was my experience was to learn Webster from Webster. You know, the purpose of, of this and the audience of this uh, podcast is chiropractors and chiropractic students and those involved in chiropractic. You know, I'm doing this to help share my knowledge, my wisdom, and to ask questions and get people to ask questions of themselves and of our profession and hopefully a better understanding. You know, sometimes we get polarized and we just don't listen to each other. We don't discuss and we don't challenge each other in our beliefs. We just kind of hold them as dogmatic. We're not going to be doing that. Uh, this podcast, uh, uh, Cairo Rants, is one of two that we are doing. Health Rants is the other one, which is going to be more towards the patient experience, more for chiropractic patients and people who want questions in healthcare in general. Uh, and that might be a good podcast for you to advise your patients to listen to and subscribe to. It's also not bad for doctors of chiropractic and students to subscribe to it. You will enjoy them all. They will be available through all your standard podcast uh, places, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora. They should be on all of them shortly. By the time you're hearing this, they obviously will be on all of them. The purpose of this podcast is to get us to ask questions about us. Some of it will be uh, humorous. We'll have some fun poking holes at ourselves. Some of it will be a bit cantankerous in that we're going to discuss things that might feel uncomfortable in chiropractic, and you might have a strong opinion on that's opposite of mine. Feel free to contact me. I may even be willing to get you on the show via phone to discuss it. I might not agree with you, but I certainly could discuss it with you. So I invite you all to subscribe to the uh, Cairo Rants and also to the Health Rants podcast. I look forward to sharing with you over the coming months. We're going to be uh, putting these out every two weeks. There'll be a new issue out. And uh, looking forward to having you share with us and enjoy with us the understanding of our profession, looking into it, speaking about it, examining it, seeing where it goes from here. You know, our profession, as we mentioned in our trailer, is under a lot of challenges. We've always been and we've survived, but I think we can go beyond just survival and grow and spread the message and get to the point where the world understands what it is we have unique that we offer to the world in healthcare. So I hope you get a chance to join us. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to being with you on a regular basis here on Cairo Rants. Thank you for listening to Cairo Rants. Subscribe for free and listen to insightful, truthful, and hard-hitting discussions with some of the biggest names in chiropractic. Cairo Rants is sponsored in part by Now You Know Online and in-office educational services. Learn how to expand your educational outreach to your patients and your community at www.nowyouknow.net. The opinions of Cairo Rants are exclusively those of Dr. Braille and do not reflect the opinions of any associations, groups, institutions, or sponsors mentioned in these podcasts. This has been Cairo Rants.